Sorry, we're closed. All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode, Sorry We're Closed, and we're going to get right into it today. Got a, got a big show here, jam-packed show, uh, but we're going to start with something I didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't notice. Uh, I didn't see this at all, but it was in our group chat, and there was some type of UFO sighting. Um, I know, Sean, you seem to have a little bit more of what was going on in this. What do you got? Yeah, I checked it out. Uh, Tivo, did you look it up? I, was it in Vegas? Yeah. Am I right on yep. that? Outside of Vegas. Okay. Yeah, so there was a 911 call out of Vegas, uh, and there was on the call, you hear the recording, they're talking about uh, eight to 10 foot non humans. That's, that's what the caller is saying. There are eight to 10 foot non humans in their backyard. Uh, and so they dispatched the patrols out there. And, you know, there's, like, footage of the cop. Like, do you see the body cam footage of the cop, like, asking, like, tr- people driving by, like, hey, or, did you see, like, any, like, a thing fall from the sky or anything like that? And you, I don't exactly know where in the in the clip it is, but you, you actually see something, f- like, odd on the bo- police body cam footage uh, fall from the sky. It's like almost like a blue meteor, like, just plummeting down to earth. Uh, of course, they go into the back, the guy's backyard, and they don't find anything. But I did see a clip, and I didn't look into it. I'm not sure if you found it, TiVo. But there was a clip of, like, the the headline was, the clickbait was, like, aliens hiding in a shed. And they had, like, kind of, like, highlighted this area, and, you know, it was, like, grainy, like, Bigfoot footage. Uh, but and I didn't even bother looking looking at it. But uh, it's become a pretty hot topic, and I've I've been extremely fascinated in and how fascinated America is with UFOs over the past couple of years. They're releasing the files, and now all these stories are coming out about Air Force pilots who have made uh, you know had spottings, and you know now we're seeing a lot of different videos of people on airplanes and stuff. Uh, I, I'm not. I mean, I understand like the fascination of it. I saw an article in the New York Post too, who said this. They ranked the states one through fifty on the most most ready to handle an alien invasion. New York is number four, uh, and Virginia <laughs> is not just for lovers. Virginia is also for uh, is also the bet number one state if you you're trying to survive an alien invasion. They took into consideration like caves, uh, police. Yeah, no, number of police per square capita. Uh, it was like number of food manufacturers so that you could stay, you know, if you had to hunker down, there's plenty of food for you. It's a completely ridiculous article. Uh, but, and nonetheless, a lot of alien stuff going on. And this seems to be potentially uh, the one that's getting the most steam and the most credibility in the marketplace. So that's, that's, that's the yeah, deal. Pat, do you remember who was last? Uh, I don't. I looked up, I looked up, uh, you know me. I looked up New York. Uh, I looked up who was number one. I looked up Jersey, and I looked up West Virginia. Uh, and West Virginia is not – you don't want to be there during an, an alien invasion. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, gotcha. Pat, if you're you even standing on it, why don't we pause, watch that video, and then come back in? It's a scene straight out of the X-Files. A family in Las Vegas insisting something is out there after allegedly having a close encounter of the third kind. I swear to God, this is not a joke. One witness calling 911 after they say an object fell out of the sky and landed in their backyard. They're like nine foot, ten foot tall. They look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes. The mysterious object that fell from the sky? Even the officers apparently saw that. The green glow of the alleged UFO is seen on this newly released body camera footage. 
I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. So when that 911 call came in, less than an hour later, police were ready to believe it. It was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like around 10 feet tall. Because I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? But after a brief investigation of the yard, officers closed the case as unfounded. If those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> According to former intelligence officer David Grush, an alien crash landing isn't too far-fetched. Grush recently turned over documents to Congress claiming the U.S. government has a vast collection of vehicles that have non-human origin. Andrew Dimbert, ABC News, New York. Bro, that's wild. <clears throat> that, I mean... So I, 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 all space-related ideas I run by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And obviously he has talked a bit about this. You know, there, the thing that he said essentially is the technology they would have to have in order for them to make it here is, is outrageous because just to get, like, get out of our own galaxy, which we believe there's nothing in our own – I think it's galaxy or – Whatever it is, yeah, the Milky um, Way. Yeah, to get in, just to get out of the area where these planets are orbiting our sun or our star, it, you you have to, it takes freaking forever. Like you have to go fast. It takes like however many light years to get out of here, um, in order to, and, and so you'd be traveling at such a high rate of speed, and in, or or have been traveling for True. so long, it, it's 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 very difficult to fathom but he said it's 100 percent certain that there are other life forms out there the well things there's are also too big. The, i mean also i don't know how how this f falls with neil degrasse tyson's opinion of the universe but black holes are a thing and they're supposedly able to like transport you like quickly to different areas of uh not that i mean not that anyone's ever traveled through them and can tell us what's happened yeah. But, I mean, I think that there, that is a, a theory that's out there. In that video, I think the most compelling thing is the police talking in the background. Because anytime we see a video like that, we just kind of assume, like, okay, this could be doctored up. It could be whatever, especially with the technology out there today. Uh, but you hear them talking, like, I got goosebumps. Like, I can't believe I just saw this. And now these people are reporting aliens in their backyard. Like, this is crazy. Uh, and I think that, to me, is the thing that's really got my attention. I see these videos a lot. But when I hear them and it's on the Axon camera and you see that terminal that we've seen a million times in other situations, it makes it a lot more compelling to me. And it's just a very intriguing situation. Now, I'm no scientist. Yeah, I find it hard to believe. I was going to say to build off Pat's yeah, point is like if you go back to before we like built the wheel and then the you know, wheel to the wheelbarrow to the horse and buggy to then helicopters and private jets, it's like that's kind of a I don't know if that's similar to traveling at the speed of light, but just when you make quantum leaps in technology, by the time that yeah. a foreign life form figures out the speed of light, then it's just standard for them. And so the one, yeah, you'd, you'd assume that, you know, since the history, the universe has been around so long that right. somebody out there has been able to evolve it over that amount of time. Maybe. And yeah, I, certainly. The one thing I have seen possible. Neil deGrasse Tyson say is like, I don't think he has a hard stance on like aliens or not, but he does say, even if they are real, that he, he has this firm stance of like they <clears throat> they wouldn't be interested in us. So he's not a big UFO alien guy because he, he is this like, oh, they they're way if they were did exist, they'd be way smarter than us and they wouldn't be interested in our feeble mm -hmm. minds. And that's something I kind of disagree with. Like any any other life form in the universe would kind of be interesting, even if it was just like a slug, like a different galaxy. 
I think it. I think it's. I mean, we get excited when we see when we find like amoeba right. on Mars. Like that becomes <laughs> that's those are headlines for sure. Um, I, I I do resonate with the sense that like if they are able to get here, they are way more advanced than we are, and then they just come see this lesser species once they arrive. Yeah, uh, I, I find I find that to be a possible like resonation. But one thing I'm always I always think about is like if they get here, why do we just kind of assume they're invading us and trying to kill us all and take over our planet when clearly what they've got going on over there is is a bazillion light years ahead of what we've uh, been able to accomplish. But maybe so maybe they don't have yeah. beer though. Maybe like what if we showed them like alcohol and beer and they're like, yo, word. <laughs> and, then, and then their and then their amazing minds deteriorate like ours have been doing. Yeah, I listen. I, the the thing that oh, I, whenever I see the stuff that uh, doesn't get me is when they like look or like they they're described as the exactly what we see in Hollywood. Yeah. Yep. It's like okay, what did like we really see? Like the big heads, see? big eyes. Yeah, yeah, and it's a flying saucer. Yeah, okay. the flying saucer gets me every time. I'm like, okay, what are the odds? That doesn't seem very aerodynamic. What are the odds? That's what they came up with. Like you know, it, to me, like it, there's certain things that are just like, okay, did we really see something? What What are we actually looking at? Is there just you know something else going on here that's very easily explained? I I, I do think that there's probably st- stuff that we have we have found. Uh, that we might not be able to explain yet, but I don't. I don't think yet things have 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 made it here from somewhere else yet. Why is there such an influx of of sightings and videos and things now? Uh, you know, in, in the last, I would say, two or three years. I know that the FBI or the CIA, or I don't know who it was, was like releasing some of their files and things like that. Uh, but you know, we've had. Really good camera phones, really good videos, accessible to everybody for a decade now. Uh, why is it just now that all of this stuff is coming up? Or is our planet uh, more interesting now, or are they just getting over here? Uh, I, I find that to be a little suspicious, uh, that there's just now this huge influx of UFO sightings all the time, uh, as opposed to... Three years ago, four years ago. Joe Rogan theory uh, is that they're uh, they're more active because we're about to like kill ourselves and blow up the whole entire planet, so they need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard yeah. I've heard that before. So because it I, dates honestly, back I'm, to the first I'm... atomic bomb, in this theory that people would talk about, they'd point to like, oh, like the first you know large flux of UFO sightings went around the development of the the atomic bomb and the dropping of that. So. Well, they're not doing a great job at stopping no. us. We seem to be full throttle here. Yeah, I mean, we seem to be full throttle, but you know, how? When do they want to stop us? You maybe know, they just, maybe they just want to pick us up after it's all done. They want to take over the planet. Yeah, like you know, you don't really know. Like, how many times have we played video games and done stupid ass shit? Yeah, and like, but we have another life, so here we come. <laughs> like, whatever. So like I don't know that you never know if this if this is that type of thing. I also you know am not completely out on the conspiracy theory. Is I guess these pretty much are all conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory that you know governments like to distract the public from things, and you know these types of things are are you know seemingly a an easy way to do so. Um, and and, and I, I think yeah, that seriously. there is. How you know, how foolish would we sound if if they're just like oh UFOs and we're like oh okay and we start looking over here distracting us from the real thing? Well, here's here's the thing. At the end of the day, 
in, in my opinion, you know, and this is, goes into a larger topic, but at the end of the day, uh, again, this is actually really branching off here, but the, the, the way to make sure like America does great or any country is to have like, you know, people in place, at least at the top that are very well educated and do the right thing. Eventually, if the public is not educated, then you're going to end up putting someone there that's very educated and wants to steal everyone's money and you get a dictator, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think when you have, like you said, how foolish would we look like UFOs don't really get me going. That's not really my thing. I love space documentaries. If you, if I haven't told you guys that already, I love those. But when it comes to the UFOs, like I think most of it's bullshit probably. And if it's not like, I don't know, it's just not that interesting to me, but I think it is. I think like, you know, how foolish would we look if we we're just over here, you know, worried about these eight to 10 foot tall creatures in the back of someone's yard in Las Vegas while all of this was going on over here that we're just not paying any attention to and we're just we're just kind of letting it go because we're you know we're more in, we're more want to talk about the you know the cartoon aliens you know out yeah. in Las Vegas and, and what's going on there so i don't know it's you know these it, again ufo's are not super interesting to me cuz i think i haven't i haven't given i haven't been given like something that's me like oh this is actually aliens like it's one I mean, of those we're gonna have, it's going to be one of those things where we have to see it for ourselves, right? Yes, and also and the then, only like, I need to see the creature. I don't need yeah. to see like a mysterious uh, shooting star. I'll always think that's something. I almost have to like with where technology is nowadays. I almost have to meet the creature. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be abducted. I need yeah. to go onto their craft. Yeah, like because like so much can be faked nowadays. I mean, I just watched a video and it talked about being morbid. Jesus, I just watched the video. I think it was way too soon. But that guy who was actually on our t- on our on our on our topics, TiVo, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago that we just never got to? Was that guy who had taken the dare to jump off that boat out in the really? Bahamas and ended up ended up dying and never, never being found? Wait, they found I him. I saw. I saw. Uh, no, they yeah. didn't. Not that I know of. But I was on TikTok yesterday, and all of a sudden there is an uh, a picture of him, an AI of him talking about what he did. Yeah, that's and crazy. he's talking, which I think is a bit too soon. Uh, but this is the internet world that we kind of all have to get on board with this. There's no such thing as too soon anymore. No one gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. Um, but he's talking about, and he didn't say anything necessarily bad in it. He was just kind of going over what had happened and the tragedy that that took place, and how there, there's a, a conspiracy theory, nothing proven, that sharks got him. Yeah. Um, but uh, like now, like in the beginning, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know what the kid looked like. And I wasn't like I wasn't thinking there was AI, so I didn't know. Again, I didn't know it was this kid. All that stuff. So the first like three or four seconds, I was like, I was like, oh, this is, what's this guy talking about? He's talking about jumping off a boat for a shark attack. What an asshole! Like laughing about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I know that name. And then I then I'm picking up the facial features and that obviously this is AI and all these other things a, a part of it. And then I'm realizing the story, all that to it. But like a guy who grew up with the, you know grew up in the technology age and and you know. Much, you know, I'm not clicking on emails that need my banking password <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, you know, I it's much harder to fool me. But even me early on, like in the first couple seconds, you can probably get me if I'm not paying attention and I'm not really noticing what's going on here. So uh, technology nowadays is so advanced and we're getting so, you know, so much further. I, I, me and Sean sat on the, on the couch yesterday, uh, not yesterday, maybe a week ago, last week at some point, and tried to figure out how to implement more AI into our own business and, and automate our businesses a little bit better so that we could bring down costs of labor. 
and, and where labor's at right now. That's, that's expensive. Cost of living's going up, so people need more money. And now our, our margins are down. And so now it's like, all right, I need a, an accountant to kind of do my, my bullshit you know, QuickBooks stuff. But I'd want, I want AI to just do it for me. Just do my books. You know, here's, here's my, my bank and credit cards, and this is all the transactions coming through. Do them. There's got to be a software out there that does that at this point. Like, you know, if ChatGPT knows me and my baseball career, even though they, they did fuck up a little bit, they told me I had six appearances. I had many more than that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you should be able to just do this, this AI software that just, you know, okay, looks at all the transactions, <clears throat> is able to categorize them on, the, on their own, and I pay twenty nine ninety five a month to have it. And I don't have to do anything. And then when I want a P&L, boom, P&L, here it is to my investors. Balance sheet, whatever the case may be. So the, the technology is going in such a way right now that I think that you know, it's so hard to convince me of anything, specifically when it comes to UFOs. It's so hard to convince me that anything is really real. Like, I don't know about where you guys are at on, the, on, this, on this, this world with this, but it's just it, to me, like everything I see on oh, UFO sighting on TikTok, next. Like, I yeah, yeah. Don't care. Don't want. No, nope. That's not. I'm. You know. It's just. Yeah. Not for me. But moving on from that. And speaking of someone who who was a big proponent of releasing the UFO files uh, when he were to get into office. Um, just so you know, Sean, you're muted. Uh, but g- getting in to sniffle. <laughs> okay. Um, but to get into office, Donald Trump recently had. Uh, I get this motherfucker, man. I don't know when or if. I, I I tend to believe if is the correct answer. This gen this gentleman got my my email address. Donnie. Think, thankfully, he only has one. Thank God. <laughs> um, but uh, you think he uses Mailchimp? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, you can unsubscribe all you want. One, he's not going to listen to you. <laughs> Two, he's got about four thousand email addresses that are are emailing you. So you can unsubscribe from one email address. They're all sending you. I, I Donnie Junior sent me. Melania sent me. You know, Melania I don't know what they write. No damn email. No, but I know oh, the yeah, other ones like, are, but Melania definitely. Baron's got a good newsletter. Like, you should give it a read. It, I'm sure I will. But it, it is nauseating, and I and he has he has just worn me down. I can't unsubscribe anymore. I'm done. I just can't do it. I'm just I hate those. Get the I hate those when they tell you to unsubscribe and they don't do it. I love. God, there, there, there was. I was that. flipping through the channels last night, and they had. You know, obviously, he got. I guess arrested. He doubled his uh, record-breaking arrests as a former president from one to two, and and CNN had like a. Uh, you know, breaking news segment running for three hours. They they flew people down to Miami and put them outside the courtroom, and it was just like this is so like you just said it's overblown. It's done. It's like how I mean what. What are we picking at the bones here? It's it's there's nothing here. I think I think it's I think it's a straight political move. I think it's I don't know how it's being orchestrated, but I think uh, his opponents I think are orchestrating this situation uh, in, ahead of the you know 2024 election. I think uh, now is this in relation to the documents like yeah. that he was stashing at yep. his home? Okay, so here's here's my big my big my big uh, red flag with this. They had a picture of him uh, stashing the docks uh, in his bathroom. Now, I don't know if you guys saw a picture of this bathroom, uh, but it ain't Donald Trump's freaking bathroom. <laughs> All right? It's a, sh- it's, it's a shower curtain in there, 
and I in like a in like a in like a standard like tub situation where you like step over and you get into that. Okay, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Donald Trump residence. I don't know if you've ever been to or or hotel. I don't know if you've ever been to a Donald Trump establishment. But there ain't no way on God's green earth that my man is pulling back a Target purchased shower curtain, stepping over a tub and into a shower like that. My man has a glass a glass door, uh, a small ledge for the runoff, maybe no maybe no edge at all, uh, and he's got the full scale rainforest shower to bathe his orange locks in in luscious warm water ain't no way it's a shower curtain that is that was my number one red flag with that with that image but that's maybe that's why he put him in the shower yeah, curtain because I mean, no one would look there it's the it's the guest bathroom yeah i was like this gotta be like the servant's quarters exactly. or something like and even then like that even sounds suspicious to me the servant's quarter i don't know if we have servants anymore sean yeah uh, we do. canceled servants Sean's canceled yeah i mean we have we have, we have the we have the help Huh? Yeah, those are those, they're not called servants. What are they called? <laughs> Maids and butlers. It's like the, they call. I literally. I mean, they might not call it the servants, but the, like the servant. I think it is called the servants' quarters. This, there's like a service entrance. They're the servants. I think servants uh, kind of revolve around not being paid. Anyway. Uh, you, we can have Tebow Google that while we're talking. Um, uh, by the way, you guys try to get out there. You guys both out there trying to get me canceled on Twitter, okay? Sly20 admires Donald Trump. I mean, that you get the hell out of here with that. You I was said it paying. on the podcast. Uh, no, this I is said one, one thing of the I things admire. that I admire about Donald Trump. There's a which quality would, about him that I admire. No. So I'm not saying would, that I admire Donald Trump, but I'm also not saying that I don't admire Donald Trump. All right, but you guys are you guys are out there <laughs> clickbaiting. You are you are you are throwing me out to the wolves, trying to get trying to bring in your and all you want is views. You're trying to get the watch hours up, which I'm in on. Okay, but throwing me out to the wolves like that was bullshit. <laughs> all right, all right, no, Tebow, clearing Tebow, Sean's name. We're clearing Tebow, Sean's clip name. that. Clip that he servant, a person who yeah, performs no, duties for others, especially a person employed in a house or a domestic duty or employed. personal attendant, could also be a person employed by the government, government servant, which I've heard used before. So. Cancel, cancel Un-canceled. that, cancel that. Un-canceled. I mean, they've definitely canceled. Can't they've definitely canceled things better than that? I'm uncancelable. Uh, but, uh, that's clip it. Uh, I mean, probably because we don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we're not at a point where either is big enough to be canceled. Yeah, exactly. uh, we, we haven't been put on the air yet. <laughs> Are people even still being canceled? Although I will say, I'll pull. I'll pull back the reins a little bit on what I said. Bud Light absolutely getting hosed. Okay. Uh, they are really getting smoked. I said that it wouldn't matter, and I still probably don't think it's going to matter in the long run, but hold, they're really getting smoked. And I just saw it this morning that Modelo is now the number one selling beer in America, which not surprising that uh, uh, Bud Light moved under, but Modelo is number two. I think I had like my first Modelo like two weeks ago. Uh, that, that surprised me. Uh, also, funny note is Anheuser-Busch owns Modelo. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing, Sean. I, I saw it was like the first time in however many years that Bud Light was no longer the number one selling beer in, in America. I mean, Bud Light, first off, has been getting hit as it is because of the seltzer fad. Um, like I like we've said on the podcast before, when me and Sean were in our young 20s going out to the bars, I mean, every guy and some girls, you would everyone had a Bud Light in their hands. Uh, it was yeah. rare that they, they didn't. And now... 
you know, you're pretty not that you're hard pressed to find someone with a Bud Light in their hands at one of the bars, but I mean, it is the vast majority or vast minority that have Bud Lights in their hands. How, how do not, the Bud Light seltzers sell? Uh, well, it depends on the bar. We have certain deals at some of our bars. Hey, they sell fine. People don't really care what seltzer they get. They, some okay. of them have a preference, but if they come in and they go, hey, listen, we want a high noon, and I say, no, we only sell uh, you know, Bud Light seltzer, they'll be like, okay, fine, here you go. Do you have Bud Light seltzers at the bars? We have the Neutrals, which is, is an Anheuser-Busch seltzer. Got it. Um, and, yeah, we have, like, some of our bars are exclusive on that with certain deals, uh, but not all of them, but yeah, it it doesn't seem to be like a a real preference amongst like even if they have a preference, it's not like a steadfast. I only drink this. Similar, actually, funny enough, similar to the light beer world. You know, most people. Are like, oh, you know, buy the. I'll take a Miller. Oh uh, yeah, sure, fine. Give me sure. yeah, give me a Miller. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, light beer you have on on tap. Oh, I'll take a Michelob. But it doesn't seem to be a huge preference. Although I I have like a preference. I'd rather Michelob or Michelob if I'm having it if I'm drinking it, which I only drink them. But like for for like for like Mario Kart when we when we have to chug the beer, uh, I think I still run the Michelob, which I haven't used before. But typically we use Miller Lite. Um, but there again, I think it's very similar to the the, the light beer world uh, now. It's just it's seltzers now. People prefer them, and both boys and girls drink them rather than, yeah, which was very predominantly men uh, drinking them uh, when Bud Light was you know number you know king of the crop, uh, but. It is interesting, Sean. I will give you that. It's still early on. I still think yeah. they bounce back fine. But it is interesting how long this has lasted. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm and how, how their sales have been down. You see, again, and honestly, not to, to kind of bring everything together with, with Trumpy Baby, but that, that's kind of that MAGA world. And we yeah. see how steadfast they are on Donnie. They're digging their heels in, baby. Yeah. And you see, you see how, how, cra- how, you know, how, let's put this in a good way. How um, what's the word? Well, I don't know why I'm blanking on this word. When someone is very, um, you know, with a friend, they they have their back all the time. Um, loyal. Come on, loyal. You see how loyal they are to their people and what they do. Uh, yeah, they they you know I think Bud Light or Anderson Bush is feeling this right now a little bit on uh, on on this MAGA world and how they're completely against. Uh, drinking Bud Light now because of this this stuff. So it's weird to think that they're that crew. Like the picture of like those like uh, like the hardcore MAGA people. Like like you know those like uh, those people. Like thinking of them switching to Modelo's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're switching back to the the Cervezas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, it doesn't. It, 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 Modelo. I don't. I don't know. I guess I've had a Modelo. I mean, I've been drinking a long time. So I, I literally I, had one like two week, like two days ago. How was it last weekend? How was it? That's nice. It's Corona esque. Corona esque, which is good beer. Corona's good beer. Yeah, I, I'm I, if I'm drinking a light beer, obviously not Corona, because uh, I do like a Corona. I'm drinking the the Michelob Ultras. That's my it's my new thing. Someone I got me to try them. Had one of those. Yeah, someone got me to try them, and I was like, I hate like <laughs> beer. Rise drink. It is. And I don't, I don't, I don't like beer. Just doesn't do it for me. Like yeah. I, I just not my thing. But like every now and again, I got control how much I'm drinking. TiVo, Sean, you both seen Patty Westside when he drinks too much. So sometimes I got control what I'm drinking. So I like, I know I want to sip something. Like Sean, I was telling you about that situation uh, the other day where I got into, I had to be social with friends that I'm not friend, I'm not friends with. Mm-hmm. And so, but I need to have a drink in my hand. It's almost like a safety blanket, yeah. <laughs> security blanket. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Those, and it's those like moments I, for those sips, mm-hmm, you gotta have mm-hmm, them. Okay, but I can't be doing that with scotch. I'll, I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So I ended up drinking a muscle ultra, but um, I had something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, but one thing I want I want to reverse here a little bit because this is more interesting to me and it's more relevant to what has just went down. Uh, we're gonna switch it up here. Absolutely zero. You know. You know what? Here's a here's a transition. You know where you know where they sell beer? Baseball games. <laughs> And baseball game. There's a recent recent news about a recent baseball game here, which I wanted to get everyone's take on. Uh, I have a little bit of Sean's, but the Oakland A's uh, last week they did a reverse uh, a reverse uh, boycott, where they were going to all show up to the game. And now there's a few problems with this, but the the uh, the overwhelming thought here was that a lot of people were blaming how the fan base doesn't turn out, and it's not you know all that. But in reality, they're they're saying, well, we don't turn out because you put a shit product on the field. So there's that there's that whole thing, right? Here's the problem one one problem number one. You just made the owner way more money. You showed up, so you know you you, you put money in, you put money in his pocket. So yeah, you made a statement that it's not the fans, but anyone with half a brain. Knows it's not the fans, guys. You know, it's about attracting quality players to a place in order to play. Now, Oakland A's, the one thing I will give the fans, Oakland A's are notorious for not wanting to spend money, the Billy Bean model, and not wanting to shell out to get good players. So there's that. But, you know, you know, you know I talked about the Oakland Raiders this morning leaving uh, and going to Las Vegas. Uh, Sean mentioned how Golden State now moved into, into San Francisco. And it's just Oakland is not, you know, when you're hit free agency, you know, put yourself in these people's shoes. You know, one, they don't pay that great. But even if they did, like, you, you, you want to go to Oakland, you go want to go play in the Bronx. Like, yeah. you, you know, do you want to go play in L.A.? You just don't want to. Oakland's not that sexy to go play in. San Francisco now, I'll, I'll say this, though. I, I, I've been to the stadium because uh, that's where the Warriors used to play uh, right next door. It has a very Meadowlands vibe to it. I think it's pretty close to San Francisco. Uh, but it's, like, in this, like, open area with highways and nothing really else around it. It's just these two stadiums plopped in the middle of this area. It's not in Oakland, uh, but it has that Meadowlands vibe to it where it's like it's a stone's throw from the real deal. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of stadiums like that. LA, the Dodgers are like that. Anaheim's like that. Like, a lot of stadiums are, are, are like that. But when it's talking about coming to like a city – yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it still is the New York Giants or the New York New York Yankees, the the New York Mets, yeah. the L.A. Dodgers. There's well, I saw this... today that I saw today that they are averaging eight thousand fans per game, which is I I'm not going to say guaranteed, but I'm pretty sure my 2015 Kane County Cougars were averaging around 8,000 fans go, uh, per go game. Cougars. 8,000 is egregious. That's right. Go Cougars. Yeah. Cook Nation. Cook Nation. To be fair, also, Kane County, if I remember correctly, is a low-A team. Yep. Uh, that is, for, for people not familiar with, with minor league baseball, just just to be fair to the Oakland A's, even though this is not really fair to them, fair to Oakland A's, 8,000 for a minor league team is a lot. Yeah, it's absurd. it's absurd. That's absurd. So it's not they're not losing to a lot of minor league teams, although even the fact that they're even in consideration to lose yeah. to a minor league team is yeah. outrageous. Yeah. But the at least it's the top end. <laughs> yeah, it's the top end. Like at Greenville Drive, they, they, they attracted great. I don't think they averaged 8,000. I think we did at, in Pawtucket. 
Triple uh, A, uh, which yeah. you do is where you see a little bit be, uh, better crowds and some nicer cities. And it's always they're always fa- it's always fake numbers too. Let's not forget that. Oh yeah, we used to we used tickets sold. Yeah, I think it was when I was in Missoula. Uh, where they would there would be like seven people in the stands, and they'd be like, "Today's attendance is seven hundred and forty-six." We're like, "What world are you? Who are you? Are you people? Are you counting people driving past the stadium?" <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is just tickets sold. No one. I I mean, I was the same way even in Boston when they were doing the that sellout streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I see plenty of seats. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but it's like tickets sold. People don't always show up to the games, and season ticket holders don't always show up to the games. I remember yeah. me and Sean were. Me and Sean often, not often, but when we go up to Boston, to, we go in uh, with our dear friend Jared, and we'll go to the the State Street Pavilion, and then we just we're friendly with the the security up there, so they'll be like, oh, these these just season ticket holders, they're not showing up today, uh, and then we just go and sit down there and hang out for a while, uh, but it is it, it's it's egregious, what, you know what what how few people show up to Oakland. I understand why they do. But do we know that it's bad? It's bad owner. I mean, I know that they've been bad forever. Um, you know, I, I remember the the scene in Moneyball where there's like a vending machine in the in the in like the clubhouse or something, which is obviously just completely brutal. I know that there's like standards that the MLBPA probably sets uh, across the league to have you know certain amenities available to the players. I remember when I was in the minors, like the o- Oakland was like the la- the joke team, like that wasn't the team you wanted to work for. Obviously, you want to get to the big leagues, but it's like I play in Oak. I've I've even heard some guys who uh who are in the big leagues say, if you play in Oakland, you haven't really played in the big leagues. You haven't played in the big leagues, so you've played in New York or or Boston or Chicago or San Francisco was another one that was always up there. Um but it's I mean, have we known I know they've been bad for a while. Are we are we for sure know that the ownership is not good? I mean, a little credit to the ownership for making a bold move to go to Vegas to try to improve things. Um that can't yeah, be cheap. I- no, I mean I'm sure Major League Baseball is paying for a large, large portion of it because it benefits them uh, a lot. Typically speaking, when there's a there is a transition, uh, Major League Baseball is on the hook for some of it to help help yeah. through the transition. I, they just got a 308. They just got a. I got a huge deal with uh, with the city of Vegas to fund a, a ton yeah. of the of the, yeah. of the new. Yeah, facility. I mean it's just there's you know when you talk about like this big business type stuff, people don't realize like just exactly where the money comes from and how much taxpayer dollars are actually funding. That blew my mind when I got older and realized that with like the stadiums and all that. It's mm-hmm. it's wild. Yeah. And there's and and yeah, here's the thing is that and it's basic economics, not to not to bore people with economics, but like, you know, when we're talking about you know what's going to make money for the city and then yeah. consequently hopefully lower taxes is these big teams coming in and then all people wanting to tra- I mean Vegas is already a destination for a lot of people with money but to come in and, and be able to you know fill up these stadiums and have a lot of people come into town to do it you know it's not you know the giants don't really I'm sure the giants are I'm just using the New York Giants as an example but like I'm sure a large majority of of people that come to Giants games are from this area I would imagine Vegas yeah. can be. I might not be a much bigger difference, but I bet you it is a bigger difference as far as out of towners who go to these games. Because there's Vegas such a, is the city of champions too. Congrats to the uh, Golden Knights. Oh yes, congratulations, Las Vegas. Knights, that's right. Uh, the, uh, um, they, they used to talk about like LeBron James's economic af- uh, impact on downtown Cleveland. Yeah, uh, and like the, they would show like the businesses that have grown <laughs> over his <laughs> like tenure. LeBron in there. James uh, had a bigger GDP than like a, a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's a big deal, and and even a lot of the NFL stadiums. I know the first one I ever saw was Patriot Place, 
where it's this like massive like shopping area and restaurants and stores and all sorts of stuff uh, like surrounding Gillette Stadium. Uh, I've seen I know they're, they're, they're just talking about building the same thing down in Jacksonville. I know Dallas has this massive deal, massive setup, uh, at least at their practice facility, the Star, where it's very similar to Patriot Place. Uh, and so there's obviously a huge economic Lambo, Lambo and Green they're, they're Bay. They're not pulling it. Is that, is that the same up there? Yeah, I mean, that the whole city of, you know, Green Bay is based off the package. Yeah, so there's obviously – I mean, even it's even crazy for me to think about with the NFL teams. It's like 17 games a year in the home. You're getting – is eight, eight or nine home games a year. Uh, so, so, like, it's that big of an economic driver in just that time frame. Uh, but what? you know, it's the the numbers. The numbers talk. NBA teams got to be getting to Vegas yeah. too, as well. Because, like, I mean, between Tom Brady going and owning a little bit of the Chargers, the Knights are killing it. You know, baseball's coming. Basketball's got to be close behind. Are there are there any NBA teams that are like talking about moving? I don't think there are. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's time no. for an expansion. Yeah, I mean, baseball's talking expansion teams. Uh, the NBA's talking, I think, expansion teams. I know they I wanted think... to bring somebody back to Seattle. Uh, yeah, in the uh... I know, I know uh, baseball has wanted people in a team in Nashville. Um, I know Dave Dombrowski trying to put together a team. I think to try to, to bring that. I don't think anything ever came of it. Yeah, but there's just so much money. Uh, I mean, that's what they're talking about. Let's talk about talk about a fucking deal right now. This is a great segue. Fucking talk about Lionel Messi. I mean, that motherfucker turned down $1.6 billion from the Saudis to come play here, and they kind of translated it, uh, I saw, uh, to David Beckham when he did it. Mm-hmm. And what Beckham did was a part of his deal, which was brilliant, which is not, not that I know of a part of Messi's deal, but part of his deal was that I'll come, but I have the ability, when the MLS decides to, I have the ability to buy, to, to buy an expansion team for $25 million. So now he did that, and this team in Inter Miami that he owns is now estimated worth of five hundred eighty-five million. And Ooh. now again, I don't know the percentage that he owns. I oh, doubt he owns a hundred percent. Yeah, I doubt he owns a hundred percent. But I mean, talk about he might if he bought it for twenty-five mil. Yeah, you probably you probably would need help to buy. I mean, you can't build a stadium for twenty-five million dollars. So you know, I don't know what they're looking at facilities, all that stuff. But MLS, as we expected, as we talk about with Major League Baseball and, and the NBA, I'm sure they've helped to expand. Uh, who knows how much he owns? Again, it's it's unlikely he owns 100. percent But regardless, yeah. we're seeing some, and they're talking about Messi right now and how they just kind of changed the game, trying to trying to changed a little bit how people are structuring contracts now. And you know, you, you just don't. This is what I love about business. You can make pretty much any – as long as it's not illegal, you can pretty much do whatever you want. If the other side agrees, all right, we're doing it. And, and you know, Messi, although turned down $1.6 billion from the Saudis, he's coming to Miami which, where he already has a home. His family's going to be happier. Uh, Spanish-speaking uh, area where a lot of Spanish people – or I guess he's not – I guess he speaks Spanish probably, but he also uh, – Portuguese. Um, so, you know, there's there – is, is Portuguese spoken in Argentina? I don't think so. I think it's just Brazil. Just Brazil. Uh, so did Spanish. My, Whatever the did you case. See my be. eyes when you said Portuguese. Yes, that's what I looked down. I saw your eyes. I was like, wait a minute, I might be wrong here. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so he's in. He's in a little bit more comfortable. The family's probably more comfortable. He's more comfortable probably. Then on top of that, he he said, hey, listen, uh, whatever it is, Nike or Adidas, you're gonna sell way more fucking shoes because of me. I'm gonna take a piece. They're like deal. And then Apple, you're gonna sell way more subscriptions because of me. I'm taking a piece. Deal. 
And it's like, you know, you don't think about these. A lot of people just come in and they accept these contracts, which, again, a lot of people are doing great things and, and nothing against. But you see these deals now starting to shake out. And honestly, everyone, you want to show them the Saudis and all that stuff and how the BGA tour is now over 9-11, which is another good clickbait one. Uh, but <laughs> you, you see this, but they are you know, provoking a lot of it because they're giving such crazy money. Yeah. People now feel more comfortable going to the other side and, hey, listen, these motherfuckers are giving me $1.6 billion. What do you want me to do? Like, this is unbelievable. Like, how do I? And it's tax-free. I don't have to. Pay. I get one point six billion dollars. I don't yeah, know what you crazy. want. What and do you those want from me? Direct deposits. Yeah, and then is so that coming in a direct deposit? You think it just comes as a I'm brick sure. of gold? I'm sure. What <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's a, what's a, what's this biweekly on that? Yeah. So, it, so yeah, I know. Talk about the ADP taxes or get probably not doing payroll tax. I don't. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so, just but it's, it's just love yeah. it. Yeah, it's just a different world. But again, they're provoking a lot of this because now guys can come feel comfortable going over to me. Listen, you have you got to work with me here a little bit. I want to come to Miami. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I much prefer to be here, but I can't have this. I can't come here to get paid twenty million a year. Well, I'm going to get paid four hundred million a year in in Saudi Arabia. It's just, you got to meet me in the middle here. <laughs> meet me in the middle here somewhere. And then people get creative and say, hey, listen, yeah. we want Messi here. How can we get this number It's cool closer? to see the, the creativity of the contracts and stuff. And I will say the MLS, man, kudos to them. They've really been ratcheting it up over the last few years. And, uh, you know, and they've been around a long – I remember when they were first getting started as a kid. Uh, and they've really – I mean, they've really – I went to an MLS game last year, and it was it was electric. It was Yeah, awesome. I hear a lot of – Philly, the the Philly team ever. gets a lot of buzz where I – live and you know i'm not a big soccer guy but i hear a lot of people go to the games love it and then even messi being there as yeah. a sports fan even me i'm just I mean, like it's gonna get you gassed. know maybe i should go to a game and just see one of the greatest players of all time yeah. you know even though i'm not a big soccer Listen, that's a yeah, game I've, i would go 100%. to yeah i've already reached out to some people you know because i know it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult when he comes to town uh, I've already reached out to some people hoping to get some. I, don't, I was I was on the show the other day. I was like, do they sell what do they call grass seats? Do we do we do we, do we, <laughs> do we get that stand lawn ticket there? to Messi, baby? <laughs> I wonder if the Red so Bull, like, the, yeah, like, the wanna, Red I, Bulls and Miami play. They're gonna have to move it to the Meadowlands for maybe a game and do like a Messi. I looked I looked it up. It was there. There was I think there were two games or one, one or two games. I think uh where inter miami comes here i saw that he won't he, he'll move to miami after his contract expires with psg june 30th uh, so it's right around the corner here so i gotta imagine the ticket prices are unbelievable now yeah you gotta imagine there's gonna be a lot of demand yeah. i could see i could tivo i think you, you hit the nail on the head i could easily see them playing at metlife uh and being like this and this is too big of a, an opportunity uh when Messi coming to town i you know oh, so they'll sell every seat then the, whatever the New York team is that plays at, at Yankee Stadium, yeah, you know where you know they they they're going to have you know talk about another you know, Messi comes and plays there that's going to be insane insane. So, yep. uh, listen, I'm going to do everything I can to go. I've always want I, I'm going out to to um, actually while you guys are listening to this, I'm in Italy currently. How uh, is it? And I, I it's great. <laughs> 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 looks a lot. I I paid to make sure my hotel room looks exactly like a replica of my room, so Commitment. that's why you're seeing Commitment the same craft. background. Yeah, um, but uh, I one of the things I'm out I'm traveling by myself now, so one of the things I looked looked into 
which was a was a, a, a soccer game, and going to see Barcelona play, going to see Real Madrid play. And, you know, I even because everything's kind of close out there, I was going to see if PSG was playing. Uh, so there was a. I, I have a lot of interest in it. Uh, me and Sean. Uh, I think Sean's kind of picked it up a little bit uh, in the because Sean likes to watch uh, sports in the morning. Um, I got. But yeah, it's it's like. Go I ahead. was going to say just uh, I have a little. Since we're talking about aliens in the beginning, if we want to just put on our tinfoil hats back on, I have this conspiracy that I've just been thinking with all the Saudi golf and Saudi Messi and the Saudis. Like right now in a dark room somewhere, the Saudis are definitely sitting down with Roger Goodell trying to get an NFL team. 100%. I mean, I, it hasn't been the thing. They're, they've been trying to like uh, improve their image. Hasn't that been a storyline over the last couple of weeks? That you know yeah. they're trying to make themselves look better. Yeah, I listen. Here's the other thing, and uh, this is something that I'm trying to get into that world. I'm not that I'm trying to take Saudi money, uh, <laughs> but I'm not not trying to take Saudi. <laughs> Sorry, money. we're close. To be fair, Sponsored I am a by the Saudis. <laughs> By the Saudis. Imagine that's uh, what you had to say. Like we're sponsored by the Saudis. Like they, are, they are good like, people. The Thank Saudis you. Saudis are very nice people. We love the Saudis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing I will tell you, and this is this is not a conspiracy, <clears throat> but I've never went and actually looked for proof of it. The one thing I'll tell you is that it would appear as though, based off some knowledge I've given, that a lot of companies that we all find near and dear to our hearts here in America are backed by these big firms in Saudi money. They just have, you know, American, you know, fronts. Now, not probably not publicly traded companies. Yeah, Twitter, uh, I think, is one of them, right? Uh, I don't know if Twitter is is yeah, backed I think by Twitter Saudis. was part of the. I think the Saudis were part of the Twitter deal with Elon. Does, does, I thought Elon owns one hundred percent of it. No. Well, I I don't know what his technical ownership is, but I know no, he was I think, raising yeah, money. Yeah, there was a, one of the princes like had an investment, and when Elon. When you buy it, you have to pay out all the shares, and then the the prince was just like, you know, if you'll let me, I'll keep my shares in and let them ride. And Elon said, "Yeah, you're good." So, I think some people kept gotcha. their shares gotcha. in gotcha. the prince. Yeah. So you, you said there, uh, it's uh, the 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 phrase I got or the sentence ex- explanation that I got from people was that um, no one, everyone wants to accept their money, but no one wants to know it's them. <laughs> So it's one of those things that, hey, listen, we're going to send some, you know, this American is going to be our guy for this company, whatever. He's going to run it. It's his company, but it's really our money. And we just we just fund it this way. And so it's it's kind of turned into that. It seemingly that happens much more frequently than we all expect. When I was going after uh, a big purchase in the past, you know, year or so, it was talked about a lot of that was one of the plays was like, hey, listen, this is a full American company. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, grassroots here in the United States, you can, we're going to, we're not gonna be able to afford what, you know, the Saudis can afford, but you know, you're going to take a hit publicly if you go and accept their money. Uh, so, and that's kind of where I kind of learned or it heard some of this. Again, I didn't do any research to go see if this was true or not, but you know, right here, we have an example already uh, that Twitter has some Saudi backing and now, uh, I guess the PGA tour is it, is it still called the PGA tour? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all the tours are going to stay the same. <laughs> Uh-oh. Isn't <laughs> it's the Saudis are good people tour the Dubai class? Yeah, isn't some? Isn't there some? 
Isn't there like a PIL or something like that? What's going? Isn't there no, something so else? So there, there's three tours that kind of merged. Uh, it's like the DP World Tour, I think, was one. Uh, the Live Golf and the PGA Tour. Uh, it's still going to be called the PGA Tour, from what I understand. And at the end of the Live Golf season uh, is when they will like talk about how they are going to. <laughs> <I do. laughs> combine the entity i just saw on the tv behind me like 10 minutes ago that the pga commissioner is stepping down from his role like or taking a leave of absence or some something yeah it was a, he had he had a medical emergency uh, he stepped yeah. away for the Got week. a heart attack uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't want to face the players they're crushing him right now john rom came out and said he felt betrayed yeah, no there's no way that yeah, guy listen. can step in a room with those dudes ever again i don't think that's gonna go well for him no i, I understand it I mean, it, you, a lot of these guys turned down big money, and I mean, although Rory came out and said he was never offered any contract, but a lot of these guys, you know, t- turned down big money, and they, to have these guys back, uh, not that they would have taken it regardless, but you know, they have this guys back, and and to stick with the PGA Tour, what brought them up, and then this guy goes out and theoretically sells them out. But again, on the on the other end of it, like you, we don't know the intricacies of what's going yeah, on and how much they were it. getting hurt. You know what? What was the, was the PJ Tour in real trouble? And it wouldn't. You know, did they need to make a move? You know, yeah. you just don't. You just don't really know at the end of the day. And sometimes you got to make moves you don't like. I mean, the the old saying in in that I've always heard when you when you're talking about negotiating and things like that is, you know, the deal went well if both people left equally unhappy. Yeah. And it's like you never you know if someone else comes out happy. Okay, they won the deal. But if you go leave equally unhappy and say, ah, I wish I didn't have to give that up. Ah, I wish I didn't do that. Then you put yourself in a position now that this happened. And again, we'll, we probably will never know. Uh, you'd probably have to sit in the room with the guy and him really trust you to kind of really know what was going on and why yeah. they came to an agreement. But you know, I, I always reserve judgment, as, as do my counterparts here on the, on the show. Uh, maybe co- comedically we don't, but always reserve judgment for some of these deals because you just don't really know what was going on. And sometimes you need to survive. And I don't know if this was hurting them this much, but I don't know if it was. So I'm not going to sit here and say on my, on my soapbox that this was the, the worst move. I can't believe you, you betrayed the players, blah, 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 blah. When maybe it was the best move for the players. They just didn't know the intricacies of the business. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so a little bit interesting. And then finally, guys, on our last topic of the day, staying in sports. Uh, and Sean can lead this one as he's the NBA guy, but the Nuggets and Joker, I mean, that guy is fantastic. And I just saw today, was it this year, that he was picked last in the All-Star game? I can't believe, I can't imagine that's the case. So apparently, the, of course, I saw no. a thing. Oh, you mean like, oh, so they do the yes. Uh, draft. Or yes, the like draft. The, uh, okay, the little stupid playground draft. Thing. Yeah, and LeBron picked him last, and then they were saying how kind of sweet it was uh, for Joker to go and sweep him after getting yeah, picked uh, that, last, that, that could that could be the case. Um, he's pretty, I, he's I awesome to watch. I mean, it's well, I always when I was working in the NBA, the one guy I always really appreciated and 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 like like looked at his game and was in admired it was D'Angelo Russell, and the reason was because he's about my height. And he uses, like, no athleticism to play in NBA games. And he scores 20, 30, 40 points, like, all the time. Uh, and, like, when you see – when he takes jump shots, like, he barely jumps off the ground. I think I saw him dunk once in an entire season. Uh, and, like, he just really knew how to work screens and, like, little pump fakes and jabs and stuff. And 
I mean, it was like he was almost like in slow motion when he was moving around out there. And it really fascinated because I was like, damn, like when I was a kid, like I should have been studying D'Angelo Russell's game versus trying to be like mimic LeBron. I mean, I know it's not sexy, but like it would have been way more appropriate for my skill set to learn how to do those things Mm -hmm. to get to the NBA versus trying to ultimately tomahawk dunks from the free throw line, which was never in the cards. The, the Joker is, is is like that times a thousand. I know he's seven feet tall, so it's hard to make that comparison. But I mean, he is he's a lumbering dude. You know, he's a lumbering white guy moving down the court. He's got the dad bod. Uh, he drinks beer. He raises horses, uh, and somehow, like yeah, and somehow he just like. And I heard. I think we said it on here uh, a week or two ago, where somebody said that it looks like he's playing the game in flip flops. Uh, and I mean, it's cool. It's just so cool to watch because it's unique. It's different. And he's kind of like the everyman's NBA player. And he's arguably the best player in the world right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to watch. It's awesome to see how he just uses his body and uses the angles and manipulates, you know, the situation. And he's an exceptional passer too, which is awesome as well. Uh, so I love, I love it. And, and I, and I, I'd love, and more so than that, I love to see teams like Denver, win the NBA title and how Milwaukee recently won the NBA title. I think those, I think having teams uh, not in the major markets win it is incredible for the game, incredible for the NBA. Uh, and we need that. We can't, can't always be the same teams. Yeah. I, I love it. I, 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 I really like watching, um, you know, him get interviewed. I saw him get all, and me and Sean can resonate this times a million to finish the season and then be told you have to stay a couple extra days for the parade. Now, a little bit different. Me and Sean never had to stay a couple extra days for the parade. Yeah. But, like, me and Sean used to discuss, because we let's say both of our teams weren't going to make the playoffs, for example. Me and Sean used to discuss, are you leaving right after the game? Is it, is it, is it drivable? Is this drivable? Can you, can you get there? Can, or is this going to be a problem? Like, you know, so, like, you know, here's the thing at the end of the day, and people want to romanticize these, these, these sports. And no matter which level you play at, for the most part, people are pretty excited the season's over. Yeah. Like, yeah, playing in the playoffs is cool, especially at the highest level, not so much at the minor league level. That's kind of ugh, whatever. But, you know, playing at the highest level and playing in the playoffs is, is, is fun. It's exciting. I'm, you know, I never did it, but I'm sure it's exciting. But, you know, it's still a job. Like, you're still showing up to the day every fucking day. And it's it's exhausting. And you're traveling all the time. You're never in one space, in one you know, place more than, like, three days. Uh, you know, it's just in the NBA, you're not in one place more than one day. So, like, it's just, it's, it's, unless it's a home city, I'm sure, but it's just exhausting. And, you know, when it's over, you're like, fuck yeah, I don't even want to see a baseball or a basketball or whatever it is that I play. And, you know, I resonated so much with that interview where he looks, you know, they're saying, you know, talking about the, the parade, and he looks off camera to the people, you know, the team officials off to the left and was like, wait a minute, what day's the parade? And he, they were like, Thursday. He said, I'm not saying for that. And then he was like, they were like, yeah, you are. He was like, oh, gosh. All right. I guess I'm leaving Friday. And then you talk about it. He's like, listen, I'm just like any other person. I hate my job. And then if they say they like their job, they're lying to you. It is. It is a job after all. It, you know, it's definitely a different type of job. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's, it's ex- physically and mentally exhausting to, to play at a professional level, at the highest level. 
and also to be expected to be one of the better players in the world at this. And you're not just a role player, you know. You're not just setting screens out there. So it, it's it's an exhausting process. So I resonated a lot when I saw Joker's interview post the NBA Finals. Yeah, I saw because <clears throat> it is just what I saw. Two things to build kind of on that with him specifically is the media was kind of you know one of their talking points was he's not a lot. He doesn't have a lot of flair, right? So the media is sometimes I guess isn't the biggest fan of him because he's just kind of blunt to the point great basketball player but then at the same time i saw a stat this morning it was the most watched finals in five years really i i was surprised at that because i really personally didn't tune in as an average sports fan i'm obviously busy on the road but Mm -mm. stats don't lie you're you're in a different schedule right now (laughs) (laughs) with what you're doing right now the i don't know the nba finals are on on the docket for you but that is that's actually pretty cool to see too for the NBA because it's not you know you know Miami's a little bit of a bigger market but you know certainly Denver's not and uh, you know it is it's cool to see I think a lot of people root for Joker and I think a lot yeah. of people like Sean liked um, Jimmy Butler yeah uh, so I think it was kind of guys that you don't always see oh, okay it's not LeBron it's not Steph Curry you know you're seeing some guys you know, maybe the new not so much the new Jimmy Butler's I guess he's yeah and you there. take he's you take great for greatness but... for granted sometimes with LeBron always being around in the the Warriors the last oh, couple yeah. of years for sure definitely definitely all right well here's a I'm gonna leave you with this little joke a little mishap by Patty Westside this weekend in the bar I uh, I I was out and uh, meeting some friends of this this young lady that I spoke to and. Um, some they come up to me. I just wasn't thinking. This one girl lives in Utah, and I meant to say something else. She's like, "You ever been to Utah?" <laughs> and I kid you not, and I have. I've been to Salt Lake City. I played against them, but I kid you not. My response, my response was, "Yeah, I was just out in Denver a little while ago," <laughs> <laughs> and I meant to like. I don't know why I said it. I don't know why I was there, hmm. but I say this. And she goes, goes, oh, okay, well, that's Colorado, um, not not Utah. I was like, oh no, no, I meant, I'm, yeah, God, but yeah, I'm, you know, the drinks. And <laughs> that's like, like when, know, uh, that's like when uh, Michael Scott's meeting uh, D'Angelo Vickers, and he's like, where are you moving to? Michael goes, Colorado. He goes, oh, the Sunshine State. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so that's I, I'll leave you guys with that. What a dumbass I am! Uh, you know, out here trying to impress people, and not even impress me, just have a normal conversation, but in a not with a com- person I'm comfortable. With. I don't even know the, the girl's name. I call her Utah because that's what I, you know, that's what I remember that she lives out there. But uh, you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I was just out in Denver. Which also, by the way, I wasn't just out in Denver. I was gonna say, I've been, been to Denver, in Denver recently. <laughs> No, I haven't been at Denver since my playing days. I haven't been to Denver in so long. And, but I was like, yeah, it's just out in Denver. And I'm like thinking, great job, Pat. And he was, she was like, oh, that's, that's Colorado, so that's not, not the same state. And I'm just like, motherfucker. What Dude, Pat, last week you, uh, uh, you told the great listeners that <clears throat> you were going to give us an update on your, uh, your DM endeavors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I did. I did mention that, didn't I? He did say that, yes. Um, so the, the – did, okay, I don't remember where I left off with with the fo- with the folks listening you at just, home. You fired off. Um, you fired it off, and you were gonna wait and see what happened. I had fired off the DM or the friend request. Oh, you sorry, fired off the sorry. DM. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So I fired off the DM. <laughs> she now follows me on Instagram, so this might not be the best clip to do. But uh, I fired off the wait, DM. Wait, wait. No, she said last week. <laughs> can't wait. I know what I said, Tivo. So fire off the clip. <laughs> 
I know what I said. I'm not. It's been a long week. A lot of action. A lot of action. A <laughs> lot of action. A lot of action. Um, yeah. So, anywho, so I fired the DM. She did uh, respond to the DM, and we hung out a few times this past weekend. Uh, and uh, however, however, um, she is now gone for a week, and then when she gets back, I'm gone for a week. So. Uh, but yeah, she's nice doing girl. a lot of traveling, looking for some podcasts to listen to. So we have some recommendations <laughs> for her. Yes. <laughs> I love how I'm yes. in shambles. Yes. I literally have one brain cell left. And I'm just like, I can't wait to ask Pat about the DM. That was like the one thing I was holding <laughs> on to. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, anywho. Yeah. So it went well, uh, but I won't see her for a couple weeks. Uh, so, uh, Anywho, anywho, now there's the update of of, uh, but she does know she does know the nickname that I gave her, which was Jim Bay. Uh, she is a she is familiar with Jim Bay now, so that is no secret. Um, but yeah, it, the DM went well. I hope I hope I'm glad, Tivo. We got you off the edge of your seat with that uh, little brief update. Uh, but hope you guys are enjoying the weekend. My this next week will be filmed from Madrid, which we got to figure out time zones. Uh, am I six hours ahead, Sean? Uh, I don't think six there, but okay. you're going to be substantially ahead. Substantially ahead. So, like you, we will record like say ten in the morning. I'll be just be like two p.m. Um, so I have to I have to bring some stuff out there, which is a good reminder because I was definitely going to forget that. Um, but anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed your weekend. Uh, and until next time, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>